0: Well, hello, all my fantastic fanatics. This is your man, Dr. Usher, coming at you live with another fantastic word of encouragement. When I was driving down the road the other day, I was trying to find a podcast on marriage and relationships, because, you know, I feel like I'm going to be on the road for six hours with my wife and kids. Might as well do something to work on our relationship, right? Right. Well, lo and behold, I could not find a thing especially from a Christian perspective on marriage and relationships. So I decided to just go ahead and just do one because I got this rule. If I can't find something that I'm looking for, that's normally God telling me that, Raph, you need to do it yourself. And so let's talk about the three traditional reasons why marriage relationships tend to fail or according to traditional psychology. The first reason that marriage fails is because of money issues. And some of you guys might be thinking, well, Rap, that's kind of superficial. You know, we got love, we don't need money. We got love, we love each other as long as we got each other. You know, y'all, <laughs> but let me be real. Uh, and this is gonna sound kind of rude, but love don't pay the bills. You know, I know y'all love each other, you know, especially if y'all been married less than five years. You there's a lot of love in the air and a lot of love in the room, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, you know, you, you forget that, you know, there are going to be bills coming in and love don't necessarily pay the bills. And so, one of the most uh, difficult things that couples deal with is money. And especially the lack of money. Because if there's not enough money coming in, women tend to be more, you um, aware of this issue should i say (laughs) and they will make their awareness known to you in a form of of um letting you know in unfriendly ways that hey um we don't have enough money (laughs) and um i'm I'm trying to be okay you know what guys let's just be real can 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 dr raffi be real with you guys okay i'm going to be real with you guys if you are a man and you're not making enough money your wife is going to tell you about yourself. <laughs> and she might call you some names. You lazy so-and-so, you need to get your butt off that video game and go to work. I'm not sitting here one more minute, you know, eating fried beans and bananas. I know that's nasty, but there's some people that do that. <laughs> and women have this way of, of nagging men to death over the fact that hey dude, my husband that I'm married, that I'm starting to regret that i married, you are not making enough money to sustain us. Go out and make more money. And that creates tension. Now, I'm not gonna say sit here and justify the women's behavior. You know, I'm just being funny about it. But in a real sense, a lot of you guys that are married you know, some of the women right now are like, you know, saying, yeah, I told my husband to get off his little butt and get his butt to work and make some money. And that's fine that you encourage him to get money, and go out and make money, but I want you also to be careful as a wife not to destroy your husband, because the words that you can speak over your husband can tear him down and and help him to lose motivation. What you want to do is help him to gain motivation. And so, and I'm going to deal with that, because I'm, I think I'm going to stay on this um, topic for a minute, because I think that in marriage relationships, there's going to be, when it comes to money, there's going to be two types of dudes that you're going to be dealing with. Well, I would say three, but definitely two. There's going to be the guy, let's be honest, the lazy bum, and hopefully you did marry the lazy bum type. The lazy bum type, all he wants to do is sit at home. And spend your paycheck. And um, that's not good. And then you got the other type of guy who's a workaholic. You know, he's always gone. Work, 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 work. He's making that money and you got a nice house and nice car, but he's never home. He's never spending time with the kids. He doesn't have time to be with you. And so these are the two extremes that I've seen in ministry and in the secular world where you got these extremes. You got the lazy bum and the workaholic. And I'm going to encourage the husbands right now that you got to find your balance. You just can't be a workaholic and you just can't be a lazy bum. You have to find that middle ground where you're working enough to sustain your family but also working enough at being a father and a husband to take care of your wife and kids' emotional needs just as well as financial needs. And if you do that in a balanced way, your wife will be happy. let me go back to the women for a second because I know that there are women out there that are dealing with either the lazy bum or the, or the workaholic and you're gonna have a a challenge ahead of you and the challenge is how do you respond to a man who's not working or who is working too much. So I know some of you guys are like, man, I wish my husband would go to work, <laughs> make some money. I, I would love to have a workaholic of a husband. And then you got those women that have a workaholic husbands and say, oh, man, I wish my husband would stay home more, you know. But you got to find this, this balance in how you're going to talk to him, how you're going to express yourself. And if he's a Christian husband, you know, there, there's a way that you have to deal with it according to the Bible. And I know I'm not, listen, I know a lot of you guys aren't going to like this. So if you will, turn, your, turn in your Bibles, or if you don't have a Bible, if you're driving down in a car and you can't read your Bible, I'm going to read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. And women, this is going to be the hardest challenge you will ever face in your marriage. No matter what I say, no matter what I do, I'm going to warn you now. What I'm about to read is going to be the hardest thing that you as a woman will ever, ever do. And it's, <laughs> it's going to be difficult for you to do what I'm about to read. But I'm going to read it because it's the word of God. I'm going to explain to you how you can succeed at doing what I'm about to read, okay? 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 2. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the wives' conduct when they observe your chaste behavior accompanied by fear. There are a lot of things in this verse, in these two verses, that I'm going to address. And a lot of guys will say amen to some of this. So don't worry, ladies. I'm going to get them in a second. I promise you. This is Dr. Rafi. I hold no prisoners. I slaughter everyone with the word of God, <laughs> all equally. But I'm going to deal with this first because I think this is important to your sanity and your peace, ladies. It says at first, wives, be submissive to your own husbands. Now this is weird that it would say your own husbands. Why do you think it says your own husbands? Well, fellas, how many of you would raise your hand if you would, if you've gone through a situation where you've told your wife something? But yet, so her, someone else tells her the same thing and she listens to it or believes it. And you just, you'll just—you tell her, didn't I just tell you that like a couple of days ago? No, you didn't tell me that. And, it, it, and with me, it's like, <laughs> not, to, not, not to expose my wife or anything, but I got this friend in Denmark and sometimes I'll tell my wife something and she wouldn't believe me or won't listen to me. But as soon as my friend from Denmark says it to her, She believes it, and I'm like, what's, I don't get it, (laughs) I just told you that woman, and she's like, no, you didn't, and so, ladies, whether you believe you have this problem or not, I would say a majority of you do, and then you tend to listen to the opinions and views of other people or other men over your husband's views or opinions. And so the Bible tells you to be alert about that issue, ladies. Try to hear your husband. Try to listen to what he's saying. And don't be the wife that hears it from another person rather than hearing it from your own husband. And then it says, let's continue verse 1, that even if some do not obey the word, because a lot of you guys, a lot of you ladies got a bunch of disobedient, hard-headed husbands. And the Bible is letting you know That, yes, God is aware that you have some disobedient husbands. That without a word, that means, ladies, you got to go against your natural inclination to nag. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I know you're... A lot of men are saying amen, and a lot of women are saying oh me. But, ladies, let's be real. A lot of you ladies nag at your husbands because you feel that's the only weapon you have to force your husband to do the things that you want him to do. But the Bible is telling you that is not your only weapon. In fact, the Bible says that's your worst weapon. Your tongue is the worst weapon that you can use to motivate your husband to do the things that he should be doing. Because when you're nagging and complaining, Your words become weapons of death and it kills the spirit of your husband. So what the Bible says for you to do, and this is your strongest weapon right here, is through your conduct. When your husband sees that you're walking in obedience to God through your chaste behavior, not nagging, walking around, huffing and puffing, giving a stink eye, <laughs> you know, you know, being all mean-faced. And your, your behavior is accompanied with fear and reverence, not of your husband, but of God. Your husband will take note of that. And something inside him, if he's a godly husband, it will bring an awakening to him, to what he recognizes, uh-oh, my wife is walking in obedience to God. I need to get off my butt and do something because if he doesn't move, God will deal with him in a way that only God can deal with a man, and it won't be nice. <laughs> I can tell you that. So, husbands, your turn when it comes to you not working. You know, you're know you sitting at home being lazy, playing video games, eating Doritos, you're not doing anything to move your family forward, you're not doing anything to leave an inheritance for your children's children, you're just at home being lazy. I'm going to warn you, if you continue walking down that path, god will send judgment upon your house but it won't touch your wife he will bless your wife in spite of you i'm going to repeat that again he will begin if your wife starts walking in in agreement and walking in in line with first Peter chapter one first Peter chapter three verses one through two if your wife starts walking in agreement and walking in obedience to scripture God will start blessing her in spite of your foolishness, in spite of your laziness. And he'll take her to a whole nother level and leave your butt walling in the mud. How many times have I talked to young women who are now executives of their company or vice presidents of their banks or, you know, moving up in the world and their husbands is just sitting at home doing nothing. Even though the wife is frustrated, the wife is being blessed by God. Because God will bypass your foolishness to bless her with the expectation and the hope that one day you'll wake up. Now, for the husband that continues to walk in disobedience, you're not taking care of your household, you're not providing that financial shelter, you know, and I'm not talking about the guys that don't make a lot of money. Because there's a lot of you guys out there, you got, you know, low paying jobs for whatever reason. You know, especially if you come from a lower, lower class of society, or maybe you're an African American male, let's face it, if you're African American male in this world, you're not going to make a lot of money, more likely the wife will make more money than you, and that's okay. You know, God is going to change that situation around soon, and you don't have to worry about it, but from what I've seen in my experiences, you know, African American men, they don't tend to make a lot of money. You know, but then again, I do got those friends of mine who, you know, six-figure incomes. (laughs) And so, but I just want you guys to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, not everyone is going to, not every husband is going to make that six-figure salary where the wife can stay home and take care of the kids. It's not always going to be that way, and I don't want you guys to get disillusioned with the fact that, well, my husband just lazy. He may not be lazy. He might be working 40 hours a week, but he may not be getting paid a lot of money. And ladies, you can't nag him if he's going to work every day making that 40-hour paycheck, all because he's not making enough money. You know, that means you gotta step in as a helpmate and and help bring in some extra income, too. And you don't need to nag him about it, because he's, you know, if he's working at 40 hours a week, then I'm, I'm assuming that if he's a man of God, he's doing the best he can. And maybe God's holding back the blessing of financial, you know, prosperity because your marriage relationship sucks. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says there is only one thing that can hinder prayer, and it ain't the devil. The Bible says the one thing that can hinder prayer is when a husband and wife aren't walking in agreement. And so, if you're not walking in agreement, and you're always fighting with each other, you know God's not going to bless anything. He's going to let you waddle waller in your mess until you guys figure out that hey, you guys start talking and communicating and, and praying for each other instead of tearing each other down. Now, for the husband that's out there that's a workaholic, bro, I admire your work ethic, but you need to put the same amount of effort in your marriage relationship and in your, in your fatherhood relationship with your children that you do with your work. Because when it's all said and done, when that job is over or if that company shuts down, you'll be gone but your family's still gonna be there. You know, if you're a teacher working in public school, you're replaceable. There are thousands of kids graduating college every day that could replace you just like that. So don't ever, 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 no matter what type of job you're in, don't ever, 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 ever think that you are so necessary to that job that they can't live without you and it's more important than your family, your kids, and your own health. There is nothing in this world more important than your spouse, your kids and your own health and I'm speaking to both husbands and wives right now, there's nothing more important ladies and gentlemen and if your job is taking you away from your your spouse, your kids and your health is starting to decline, well ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be the first to tell you, let go and let God. You might have to step back from that job a little bit and you might have to take a little bit cut of that income and lady if you got a workaholic husband he has to take a cut of that income just so he can you know be a better father and a better husband and get his health back in check then guess what don't nag walk in obedience to first peter chapter three verses one through two don't nag encourage him you know you can't have it both ways i've seen it so many times ladies and gentlemen where you know the grass is greener on the other side. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, the grass is greener where you are, you just have to learn to look at the grass. (laughs) Quit looking across the field and look down at your own grass and see what you got. And if you're in that mess where you got the lazy husband or workaholic husband, follow the steps that I told you. And, And the very first thing you can do is just pray. You know, ask God to show you what you're not seeing Maybe your husband is feeling insecure. You know, there was a time in my life where I got fired from almost every job I had. I don't know what was going on with me, I'm like, man, I'm a smart guy, I'm a hard worker. But you know, jobs just let people go for sometimes for no reasons and what are you supposed to do? And eventually it, 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 it does kind of beat you down emotionally, you know, it makes you think like you're not, a, you're a nobody. But that's when you got to remember who you are in Christ. You know, I am a somebody. I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. You know, you got to learn how to quote the scriptures over your life because just like King David did in his time, when he was going through his roughest times, he would encourage himself in the Lord. He didn't look for encouragement from outside sources. And husbands, if your wife is not walking in obedience to the word of God, I'm just going to let you know, don't expect her to be your encouragement, some of you might be married to the most meanest, rudest, heartless women in the world, and yes, there are women like that, and ladies, I know you might be thinking I'm talking about you, but you may not be one of those women, or you might be one of those women, and I'm here to tell you, your time is coming too, you know, and I just want you guys to learn to walk in obedience to the word of God, you know. They say you can never have too much money, that's not true. I know rich people, I got a lot of rich friends, famous friends, who ended up divorced after you know, making their few million dollars. And you think that making all that money would make a marriage stronger, nope. Too much money destroyed the marriage. You know, so don't think that it's all about the money. The truth is, it's all about your relationship with your spouse. Are you guys communicating? which is the second thing that I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. So, with that being said, this concludes today's podcast. Hopefully I didn't go too long and you made it to work on time and I didn't make you late. And if you got any questions, feel free to reach out to me at DrUsher.com. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Usher saying I love you. Do as much good as you can while you can. And I'll see you all in the next podcast. Bye.